Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. I'm excited about this third lesson because today we're going to talk about kingdom assignments. And God gives us these short-term and long-term assignments. And short-term could be daily, could be weekly. I'll explain it as we go. But I love this incredible lesson because it gives us purpose. God wants to use us. And I remember my first assignment. It was very interesting. I was 20 years old. I was in a church of about 300 people, had a great pastor. And the pastor said on a Sunday morning, we need someone to work the toddler room on Sunday nights. And when I heard that, I thought, well, that's not me because at that time I didn't even like kids. I didn't even have a niece or a nephew. And I just thought, I don't like kids. That's not something God's going to have me do, right? And I went home, but through that week, God began to deal with my heart. You know how he does in here? That he wanted me to volunteer. And guys, this was really tough because the way the pastor brought it out, this is before churches had the concept of a dream team like we have here. And he made it look like it was going to be like torture. He said, we need someone to work the toddler's room and it's going to be tough. And, you know, they're always screaming and it's going to be noisy, but we just need someone to sacrifice and go back there. And so that's what I said yes to. And so I came on the next Sunday, I saw the pastor Sunday morning. I said, did anyone volunteer? I was hoping they did. He said, no. I said, I'll take it. I'll take it. And they threw me back there. And you know what I found out as I took that first assignment ever in the kingdom of God? I found out that God met my obedience with grace. And I found out God graced me. And then I found out I liked kids more than I thought I liked kids. And I began to have a great time with these kids. Back then, they didn't have any material to teach the kids. But I began to teach them little lessons. And we had a blast. And I fell in love with this first assignment. And I learned some things about the assignments that God gives us, and I hope to teach those things. Today, I know many of you know these things. I think for some, we're gonna bring out some perspective that maybe you never even looked at it in this way before. So I'm excited. I have a big idea, and if you're visiting, the big idea is what I want you to walk out understanding more clearly than ever. And guys, guess what? Last weekend, we had seven people respond. In one service, seven people responded and prayed and accepted Christ. You know how we know that? They text the word believe to the number on the screen. And that's amazing. Guys, you should be giving it up in the chat rooms over that. And if you're visiting, we're so excited you're visiting. Maybe today will be your day that Jesus opens your heart like he opened mine and the majority of us that are watching right now. So here's my big idea. This is what we want to walk out understanding more clearly than ever. God has designed assignments for us to grow and fulfill us. And that's what they do. They grow us, they fulfill us, they tap us into the grace of God. And there's short-term, we'll explain it. There's long-term, we'll explain those as we go forward. But some of you are listening right now wondering, can God ever use me? Am I of any value in the kingdom of God? So I was preparing this and I began to think, is there anything on earth that doesn't have any value? Does God make anything that doesn't have value? And, and, and something came to mind, mosquitoes. And I thought, well, what good are they? They're just a pain, right? They suck our blood and carry disease. And then I thought, well, before Adam and Eve sinned, they probably sucked the nectar out of an apple or something. They left people alone. But then the fall, the sin, they start biting people and 
sucking our blood. And I thought, they're useless. But then I thought, wait, wait a minute. They're like minnows in the water. They're the biggest food source for insects and birds and reptiles. And I'm not saying you're a mosquito and I'm not saying you're just food for this world to eat, but I'm saying this, if God can use a mosquito, he can use us. I got to thinking about some other animals in the Bible. Uh, you know, God used ravens to feed Elijah. They're scavengers. They, they don't bring people food. They eat every scrap that they can find. And he used the donkey to speak to Balaam. And this donkey spoke the wisdom of God. If God can give wisdom to speak to a donkey, he can use us. And then how about Jonah? God had a huge fish, not a well, a huge fish swallow him. And scientists tell us that there are such fish in the ocean. That fish would normally eat a man if he got his uh, mouth on it. He didn't chew on them. He didn't bite them, but he carried them to Nineveh. Guys, if God can use animals, he can use us, myself included. And so again, God has designed assignments for us to grow and to fulfill us. And that's what he wants to do for you. So I came up with some really cool things that you and I need to understand about assignments, and it will make you more excited and it will release you to go forward every time God gives you an assignment. Here's the first thing. You ready? Every assignment includes a place. God will always send us to a place. And I think God has a place or a church for every Christian. There's a church where he wants you. It might be the biggest church in town. It might be the smallest church in town. But God has a place. Uh, he has a city that he wants you in. And there's so much opportunity in America, but he, he literally has a city that he wants you in. And I got to thinking about myself. I graduated Bible school. And I was going to a church at the time that was one of the largest churches in the country. It ran 5,000. But back then, the biggest church in the country was in California, and it only ran 10,000. So it was this huge church, and the executive pastor was resigning, and he ran the entire church for the senior pastor. And he, he took me aside, and he says, we'd like you to take my job. Would you take the job? And I was so excited, like, yes, I'll do it. I didn't want to pastor yet. I felt I was only 24. I had never pastored before. So the last thing I ever wanted to do was be this, a senior pastor at that time in my life. And I, I said, I, I said, let me pray about it, but I'll, I'll probably take it. And then God began to deal with my heart like he did with the toddler room. And he said, said in my heart, you know, not these ears, but in here, I want you to go back to the valley and start a church from scratch, plant your own church. And, and I said, God, no, I can't do that. First of all, I'm only 24. I don't have the experience. And then I said, Lord, I don't wanna go back to my home community because everybody there knew me as a non-Christian and I was a really sinful non-Christian. And I said, Lord, I'm gonna be swimming upstream to, to gain people's respects. But he nagged me like you can't imagine. And I found out God had a place for me. And I, I'm convinced that if I would have went to any other location, God's grace wouldn't have met me there and I would not have had anywhere near the success I've had here because every assignment includes a place. And you know what's blessed me over the years? This coming August, August 2021, we will be a church 28 years and I've been here the entire 28 years. And just about every year, someone in the church walks up to me and here's what they say. They say, Pastor Joe, I have this incredible job opportunity out of state. Sometimes they'll say, I'm gonna double my income. Isn't that amazing? And, and then they ask me to pray 
that they make the right decision. And I'm so proud of them that they're praying. It's like double the income. Why pray? Right. Go back, go down. But they're sincerely praying. And then I've had over 50 percent of the people come back to me and say, you know, I prayed it through and God wants me to stay here. And even though they could double their money, I think they've learned there's a place and God's going to have more grace if you're in the place he wants you. And one of the best examples in the Bible is found here in Genesis 12, verse 1. And it reads like this. God had told Abram, leave your own country behind you and your own people and go to the land I will guide you to. And so here, here's a big ask. God is saying, I want you to leave every relative you have. I want you to leave the, this area that you grew up in where you know everybody. And I'm going to take you somewhere else, but I'm not even telling you where I'm taking you yet. God's giving him an assignment. And then God says this in verse two, the very next verse, if you do, I will cause you to become the father of a great nation and I will bless you and make your name famous and you will be a blessing to many others. This is the Living Bible paraphrase, but I'm using it because I looked at the uh, Hebrew and it's accurate. So I love verse two because it says, if you do, which means if he didn't, he would have never became the father of faith, the father of Israel. That would have never happened. And God said, I want you to go. And if you go to the place I want you to be, then I will bless your life and I will grace your life and you will become the father of many nations. So just think, what would have happened if Abraham said no? Well, God would have had to go to the next one up, right? And what if his name was Jim Bob, you know? And we'd be saying, the father of faith, Jim Bob. And everything we'd say, Abraham wouldn't even be known. We wouldn't even know who he is. But he understood he had to go to a place. And he went to that place. And that's where God met him. And that's where God used him. And so every assignment has a place. But get a hold of this. Every assignment includes a people, Includes the people. Guys, listen to this very closely. Uh, God's goal is not to save the earth. It's to save people. Now listen very carefully. I don't know if global warming's true or not. I have no idea. They politicize it, so I have no idea. But here's what I know. And I'm not telling you not to recycle, but here's what I know. When Jesus returns to the earth, it's still here. And then after he returns, he's not gonna do anything to the earth. He's not gonna fix anything and he'll rule and reign on this earth for a thousand years. So I know it's gonna last until he comes and then another thousand years. But, but let me tell you something that God does wanna save. He wants to save people. And he can only save people through you and I. And so every assignment includes a people. And listen very carefully. There are certain people you can reach that I can't reach. I know I'm on TV and I know I'm live streaming right now, but there are certain people that I'll never reach. They'll never listen to a word I have to say unless you reach them. So there's some of you that like to fish, right? You love to fish. And guess what? God will use you to reach other people that like to fish. There are some of you that are doctors and God will use you to reach other doctors. Some of you are school teachers and God will use you to reach other school teachers. Some of you are students and God will use you to reach other students. But I believe God calls each and every one of us to a place and then to a people. And we're called to the people of this valley and each of you will minister to different people. Here's a really interesting verse in the Bible. It doesn't make sense, but it does. It's Galatians 2.8. For the same God who worked through Peter as the apostle to the Jews also worked through me, Paul, 
as the apostle of the Gentiles. And this doesn't make sense. Here's why. Paul, before he met Jesus, was a Pharisee. He was super educated in the scriptures, the Jewish Bible, super educated. And that's where, where our Old Testament comes from. And if I were God, I would have sent him to the Jews because he could open up the Old Testament and say, here's where Christ is, here's where. But, but God said, no, no, I have a people for Paul and Paul's people are the Gentiles, that's the non-Jews. And God ends up sending him to Rome and Peter, who was a fisherman who really had no theological background, couldn't explain the things that Paul could. God said, I want you in Jerusalem. So God has a place and he has a people for each of us. And when you and I connect with those people, God can use us in an, an amazing way. So God has designed assignments for us to grow and fulfill us. Here's the third thing. It's really, really important. Every assignment includes a propensity. In other words, God has gifted each of us and we have certain propensities where that's just where our gift is. And so God's going to use us, especially long-term, but even for some short-term, he's going to use us according to where our gift is. And that's important for us to understand. So I'll help you understand some short-term assignments as we look at this. Here's the first one, Philippians 4.18. I have received full payment and have more than enough I am amply supplied now that I've received from Epaphroditus the gift you sent. So they took an offering and they sent Epaphroditus to bring it. And he goes, they are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. Now here's the thing you wanna understand. Epaphroditus was a runner. Uh, he probably had a luxury donkey, you know, and he just loved to drive it, right? And so he'd say, hey, whatever you need, any errands you need, I'll run. And he was a runner. He ran errands. And you see him not only here, you see him in other scriptures mentioned, he was a runner. And he had a propensity towards wanting to deliver things and wanting to go from one city to another. And that's how God used him. Here's, here's another guy. Listen to this. Colossians 4.12. Epaphras, a member of your own fellowship or church, and a servant of Christ Jesus. So he grew up in Colossae. He was a member of the church in Colossae. Paul's writing to them now, but now he's on Paul's team and he's actually a minister. He says this, sends you his greetings. He always prays earnestly for you, asking God to make you strong and perfect, fully confident that you are following the whole will of God. He was given to this beautiful thing called prayer. He had a propensity towards prayer. So a couple things here. I've had, I have the longest running connect group at Believer's Church. I, I have a prayer group, connect group that meets every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Uh, we were talking about how long has it been, you know, a couple weeks ago, and we figured 15 years, 15 years. And not only that, we don't meet six or eight weeks and stop till the next semester. We meet every Saturday of the week. And when I take some study time or vacation time, we have these incredible prayer leaders in the group that take over and they just, they don't miss a beat. And I wanna thank those guys for everything they do. And, and guess what? These are people given to prayer. They have a propensity for prayer. So they love going every Saturday and praying. And we pray our hearts out for at least an hour. Uh, this past week I wasn't there and they prayed for an hour and a half. So they prayed longer without me, right? They did better without me being there. But not only do some people have a propensity towards prayer or some other areas, right? We're all gifted in different ways. But when it comes to short-term assignments, you know what God does? 
He will place people on your heart. And when he places someone on your heart, there's one of two things he wants you to do. He either wants you to call them and see how they're doing and exhort them. Those are short-term assignments. Just takes a minute or two. Or he wants you to pray for them. And sometimes he wants you to do both. And that's one of the short-term assignments. And God will give you those every single day. So you have to ask yourself, what's my propensity? And if you, if you figure that out, you'll probably notice God uses you a lot in that particular area. It's, it's what you're gifted in. So right now, Steve is filming this and he has a propensity towards video and editing and he does this amazing job. And God uses him where he's gifted, right? We have our TV show and, and Kristen Moore, uh, she, she's gifted in, in that way for the TV show and she puts all that together, propensities. Uh, some of you are musicians, guess what? God would love to use you in our band, right? Some of you are great singers. Some of you specialize in harmonies. Some of you are more lead singers. God wants to use you. Some of you are tech folks. God wants to use you. Everybody has a propensity and that's really important for us to understand. So what's your propensity, right? Listen to this. God has designed assignments for us to grow us and fulfill us. And they do fulfill you. They give you that purpose, right? It's really, really important because our mission here at Believers is to help you know God, find purpose or find freedom, discover purpose and make a difference. And man, those assignments, they give that to you. Now listen to this next one. Assignments come if we're listening, if we're listening. And you know, one of the most difficult things all of us have to deal with is what I call the daily grind. It's just being busy doing good things, right? Raising your kids or um, working, or even for me, you know, doing my messages and doing what I do, uh, all of us, right? And we can become so busy with the daily grind, we, we're not able to hear God. And so you and I have to tune in so we hear him. And I think one of the great examples in the Bible, it really changed everything, it shifted the move of God was Peter. He was going to have lunch at this guy's house and the guy's fixing lunch and Peter said, hey, while you're doing that 10 minutes or so, I'm gonna go up on your rooftop. And he went up there just to have a moment with God to tune his ears. And God gave him a vision that changed everything. And all he did was make a little bit of time. So I'm, I'm one of these all or nothing people and uh, it's, it's good and it's bad. Uh, but I think when I teach on daily devotional, sometimes I, I teach it so intense, like give God an hour every morning, right? It's just so intense that sometimes I think I lose 80% of the people listening. But when Blaine Bartel was with us a couple weeks ago, I heard him say something that just changed my life. And I thought, wow, I have to repeat that in a message. And then it works so well for this message. But he said every morning when he wakes up, the first thing that he does is he kneels down at the side of his bed and he surrenders to God and he says, God, you own me. He says, my life is yours. Use me however you want today. Now, any of us can do that, right? But what's he doing? He's tuning into the frequency of God. And then he says, he prays the Our Father, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And God's daily bread could be natural food that you need. It can be spiritual food or understanding that you need. It could also be an assignment. 
And he does those two simple things first thing in the morning. And then he says he likes to read a chapter of the Bible a day and he writes some notes to that chapter. And that's how simple it is. And I thought about that and I thought, I need to do that every morning before I even do my devotionals. Just tune into God. And that's when you begin to become sensitive to those little uh, short assignments, right? And then you'll also be able to hear God for the long-term assignments. But it's an amazing thing. And here's a scripture. We usually take it in opposite direction, but it's 1 Thessalonians 3.19. It reads, do not quench the spirit. And so we can quench the spirit you know, by living in sin, or we can quench the spirit by uh, not caring about spiritual gifts, right? But you know what else? We can quench the spirit by just simply not tuning in to the Holy Spirit. So about a year ago, Gina and I moved into a new place and I wanted to have the internet there when I moved in because I, I use uh, live stream TV, YouTube TV, and I wanted to have my laptops be able to get on the internet. And so I, I made sure it was installed before I came. And we come and it's installed and I can see it on my devices. And I was so excited, but they didn't leave me the security code. So I, I couldn't hook into it. And I had internet all around me that I couldn't hook in, into. And I call the company and they say, hey, we don't know what it is. We'll send a guy out, but it's going to take him over a week to get there. And he took over a week to come. And so I lived in my new house for over a week without being able to connect to the internet. And guys, it reminded me of what I'm talking about right now. I couldn't get on unless I had that security code. He came and gave it to me. But I think you and I, our security code is us opening up our hearts and saying, God, I surrender. Use me this week. Take me where you want to take me. And we hook into the internet of God and it changes everything, right? So all these are important. God has designed assignments for us to grow us and fulfill us. But this last one, listen to this. And some of you are stuck on this and I was praying about it and I know you're stuck. Uh, I've been stuck on it before. And here it is. Assignments are completed only if we step out. It reminds me of the story of the disciples. They're in a boat without Jesus on the lake and this huge storm comes in and they think they're gonna die because it created huge waves and it's, it's gonna sink their boat and they, they're not gonna be able to make it to shore. And then they see someone walking on the water and they think, of course, it's a ghost. But then that someone comes closer and they see that it's Jesus. And then Peter said, Jesus, if that be you, bid me to come. And Jesus said, come, Peter. So then Peter had to step out of the boat. And that had to be tough because the waves are still beating him in the face. He had to pick his leg up and he had to get, get into the water. And then he had to literally, by step of faith, stand on the water. And I can't imagine how tough that must have been for Peter. But he did it. And you know what happened when he did it? He walked on the water. And I really believe God is speaking to some of you. He's giving you assignments, short-term, share Christ with this person, invite this person to watch online with you, um, pray for this person, and then he's calling some of you to long-term assignments. And you're thinking, I don't know if I can do it. I'm not sure if I'm gonna do well. And you're just, you're in the boat and you need to step out of the boat. So it reminded me of two Joe stories. And you may have heard some of these stories, but you haven't heard, I've never shared what I'm about to share with you. So here, here's, here's the first one. 
a couple decades ago, God dealt with me to go into the newspaper. And he just gave me this idea. It's an assignment. And the idea was, you know, Bible Answers by Pastor Joe. And I was going to take a question and, and then answer it. And, and he put that on my heart. And I thought, that's a great idea. But then I thought, I can't do this. I just thought I can't do this. And one of the reasons was the money. It wasn't in the general fund offering. So I thought, I don't have the money for this. And the other reason was I'm a terrible writer. I stink. And so I told God, I said, God, theologically, I can find the answer to any question. That's not an issue. So I can do that, but Lord, I can't write. And there's no way I'm going to embarrass myself by writing these things. <clears throat> And my wife always laughs at me because I always have her write thank you cards for me. And she says, why don't you write your own? And years ago, I told her why. I said, honey, it takes me 10 minutes to write a thank you. And I said, first, I have to type it out on my computer. And, and then I keep making mistakes. And then I have to go over it again and redo it. And she just looked at me, takes that long? I said, yeah. She writes, she can write four paragraphs in, in like 10 seconds. She, just, she doesn't even, she just writes. And, and I'm the complete opposite. Take, it will take me 10 minutes. And then after I have it all on my computer, I'll mess up and put the wrong word as I'm writing it out. I stink. And I told God, I can't do it. And he kept dealing with me saying, Joe, I want you to do it. I'll grace you. I want you to do it. I want you to do it. And finally, I said, yes. And, and God said something to me that was so crazy. He said, when I said yes, he said, I want you to know you weren't the first person I asked. Then I was offended. Like, what? What? He said, yeah, you're not the first person. I don't know if he asked two people, three people, one person before me. But, but he said, you're the first one to say yes. And I got to thinking, how many people has God called to do something that never did it? And then somebody else comes along and does it. Let me tell you something else about that story. After I said yes, within a week, a woman in our church came up to me. Her name was Susan Fisher. She had a master's degree in writing. And she comes up to me after I told God yes. Nobody in the church knows what's going on. Nobody knows God's dealing with me to do this daily column in the newspaper. And she says, I just have it on my heart to let you know that if you ever need me to rewrite something for you, to edit something you write, she said, I'll do it. And I said, you mean that? She said, yeah. I said, what if it's something every day? She says, it will take me seconds. And then she took, I wrote everything out, but she took it and restructured my sentences. It was amazing. So I noticed not only did God grace me for the good answers, but then he gave me people to help me get it done. And that's absolutely the truth. So I was in there just about a decade and God began to deal with my heart, Joe, I want you to go on TV. And I said, no, real quick, because I heard TV puts 10 extra pounds on you. So I'm like, God, I don't need 10 extra pounds, right? And, and I told him no. And then I said, God, in the newspaper, I used the same picture for 10 years. And, and I didn't even look like that. It was an older picture of me, you know, when I was younger. And I said, God, nobody knows me when I go places. And I don't want to be on TV because everyone's going to know me. And wherever I go, I'm going to live in a glass house. Because TV is easier because TV, they just take what I teach in a service and edit it for me, right? So that's even easier than newspaper, way less work. But I told God no, 
and then he kept nagging me like he does in a good way. I don't want to sound like God's bad, but kind of like your mama would, you know. He kept saying, Joe, I need you to do this. I need you to do this. So finally I said, yeah. And then God spoke to my heart again. Not these ears, but in here. He said, you're not the first pastor I asked. And then I was really offended because I feel like I do a decent job teaching. I'm like, what? I wasn't your first choice. I, I almost didn't want to do it again. But guys, here's my point. You ready for my point? If I didn't step out of the boat, God would have found someone else. But you know what would have happened to me? I wouldn't have grown and I wouldn't have had the purpose and the fulfillment that I have doing what God's called me to do. And you know the people he called first that didn't get out of the boat? They never experienced that growth and they never experienced feeling the very purpose and call of God and walking on it. And as I was preparing for this lesson, that's the thoughts that came to my mind. And that's what I began to pray for you guys. There's some of you listening, not all of you, but some of you, you need to get out of the boat. God's calling you. He's giving you an assignment. Sometimes it's those daily assignments and he wants you to get out of the boat. He wants you to stop worrying about what people are gonna say or think about you and begin to do what he asks you to do. Call the person he wants you to call. Share Christ with the person. Invite the person that he wants you to invite to church. But guess what? Some of you, it's long-term assignments. And you're thinking, man, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I'll be good enough. And God's saying, step out of the boat. Step out and watch God do what only he can do. Because when you step out of the boat, he meets you with your grace and you walk on water. And that's what he wants to do for each and every one of us. So guys, God has designed assignments for us to grow and fulfill us. And some of you are right where you need to be, and I commend you. Others, I think he may want to make a shift. That's what I was sensing. Some of you, he wants to shift you and just give you something different or something with a little more responsibility. Some of you, he may want you to lead a connect group, and you've been saying, no, I can't do it. God's saying, step out of the boat and watch me meet you with a grace like you've never witnessed before. You can walk on water. <clears throat> so we need to have some prayer. Can we close our eyes? and? bow our heads and pray. And if you're listening on demand driving, you can still pray, right? Don't close your eyes. So would you pray with me right now? And Father, as we come before you, there's some folks right now, you're speaking to them about getting out of the boat. You're speaking to them about a place or a people or propensity. You're speaking to them about turning their ears on and listening. And so Lord, we humbly come to your presence and we say, we're going to be like Blaine Bartell. And we're going to wake up in the mornings and say, Lord, I'm submitted and open to hear anything you want me to do. And maybe pray the Our Father and just say, God, you own me. Give me my daily bread. And God's going to begin to use you like you've never been used before. And then there's a few of you. Put your leg over that boat and step on the water and you're gonna see God do amazing things. So guys, let's stand in an attitude of prayer. Maybe you're listening and you're gonna be like the seven people last week that uh, prayed and accepted Christ for the first time. Maybe one of our members uh, invited you. Maybe you saw it on my Facebook page and said, hey, I've never watched Pastor Joe, let me watch, you know? Uh, whatever it is, listen very carefully. You might've grown up in church you, you might have been water baptized as a baby and adult. You might be a member of a church, but none of that saves you. 
It's all good, it's all necessary, but it doesn't save you. Or you may not even believe God exists, or you might not be sure. I wanna to speak to all of you because uh, you can't work your way to heaven. And Jesus said, what you have to do is believe in him. And so that's why he came. He's the son of God, he created everything. He came into a human body. He, he experienced everything we do for 33 years and then he died on a cross. God raised him up out of the grave and Jesus said, whoever believes in me, I will save them. So I'm not asking you to join a religion or a church. I'm asking you, what have you done with Jesus? Because he'll save your soul. And if you're listening, you say, Pastor Joe, I've never accepted him, but I'm ready to accept him now. Would you pray with me right now? Everyone else, can we help him pray? Those of you in the chat room, uh, you know, at home, pray for the people that are praying for the first time. And just say this after me, say, Lord God, I realize I was born a sinner and I need a savior. That's why I'm calling on Jesus. Jesus, I believe you died for my sins and the sins of the entire world. I accept you today as my savior and I make a decision this day to make you Lord of my life. And from this day forward, I'm going to follow you. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, according to the Bible, all your sins were washed away. God gave you the gift of eternal life. Heaven's your future home. God's your father. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast.